As Apple begins to ease its COVID policies, the company has decided to hold its annual internal AI summit in person, which could mean the company soon turn into traditional media events. And isn't that what we all want? Hello and welcome to the iGeeks Blog Show, an Apple exclusive podcast. I'm your host Harshanki, and in today's episode, we're going to be talking about Apple and its relationship with artificial intelligence. Don't forget to connect with us on our social media channels, and if you want to connect with me, you can hit me up on Instagram. All the links are added in the description. The AI summit is similar to Apple's annual Worldwide Developers Conference, except it caters only to Apple employees. Topics this year are expected to focus on ChatGPT and OpenAI. While the event will be held in person, finally, it will be streamed for the employees who are unable to attend. This news was shared on Twitter by Bloomberg's Mark Gurman. It's impossible to tell just yet. Apple could return to the live format for its other events, such as the iPhone launch events and WWDC. It was recently learned that Apple changed its corporate worker COVID-19 policy and will no longer require employees to get tested before entering the office. Recent advancements in artificial intelligence have caught most of the business community's attention and Apple CEO Tim Cook is no different. On an earnings call with investors and reporters on Thursday afternoon, Cook said AI is a major focus at Apple, adding it's incredible in terms of how it can enrich customers' lives. Cook pointed to some of the Apple services that already have integrated elements of artificial intelligence, including the iPhone and Apple Watch's new crash detection feature and Apple Watch's electrocardiogram feature that allows users to record their heartbeat and rhythm. Apple's CEO said he plans to incorporate AI into the company further. We will see enormous potential in this space to affect virtually everything we do, and it will affect every product and every service that we have. Earlier this month, Apple released another consumer-facing product in the space, that is the AI-powered book narrations. A lot of predictions about artificial intelligence seemed like the stuff of science fiction until recently, when several consumer-facing AI products hit the market, including the photo editor like Lensa AI and DALI 2, along with Chatbot, ChatGPT. The image generators in ChatGPT have been met with both criticism and celebration for pushing the boundaries of AI technology. DALI 2 and ChatGPT are products of OpenAI, of which another big tech giant, Microsoft, owns a sizable stake. Google also has its own version of AI, Lambda, though it's not publicly available. Now, Apple is ramping up staffing for its own AI efforts. It currently has more than 100 open job positions in machine learning and AI. Machine learning and artificial intelligence now permeate nearly every feature on the iPhone. But Apple hasn't been touting these technologies like some of its competitors have. I wanted to understand more about Apple's approach, so I spent a good hour or so talking with two Apple executives about the company's strategy and the privacy implications of all the new features based on AI and ML. Historically, Apple has not had a public reputation for leading in this area. That's partially because people associate AI with digital assistants and reviewers frequently call CD less useful than Google Assistant or Amazon Alexa. And with machine learning, many tech enthusiasts say that more data means better models. But Apple is not known for data collection in the same way, say, like Google does it. Despite this, Apple has included dedicated hardware for machine learning tasks in most of the devices it ships. Machine intelligence-driven functionality increasingly dominates the keynotes where Apple executives take the stage to introduce new features for iPhones, iPads, or the Apple Watch. 
The introduction of Max at Apple Silicon later this year will bring many of the same machine intelligence developments to companies' laptops and desktops too. In the wake of Apple Silicon announcement, John Giandria, Apple's Senior Vice President for Machine Learning and AI Strategy, and Bob Borchers, VP of Product Marketing, have really interesting views. They described Apple's AI philosophy, explained how machine learning drivers certain features and argued passionately for Apple's on-device AI ML strategy. So what is Apple's artificial intelligence strategy? Both Giandria and Borchers joined Apple in the past couple of years, each previously worked at Google. Yes, my friends, Apple sneakily hired Google's AI folks. Borchers actually rejoined Apple after time away. He was a senior director of marketing for iPhone until 2009. And Jandria's defection from Google to Apple in 2018 was widely reported. He had been Google's head of AI and search. Google and Apple are quite different companies. Google has a reputation for participating in and in some cases leading the AI research community, whereas Apple used to do most of its work behind closed doors. That has changed in recent years though, as machine learning powers numerous features in Apple's devices and Apple has increased its engagement with the AI community. When I joined Apple, I was already an iPad user and I loved the pencil, says Giandria. So he would track down the software teams and would ask where's the machine learning team that's working on handwriting. And he couldn't find the goddamn team. It turned out that the team he was looking for never existed. A surprise, he said, given that machine learning is one of the best tools available for features today. He knew that there was so much machine learning that Apple should do that it was surprising that not everything was actually being done. And that has changed dramatically in the last two to three years. Jandra always thought that Apple has stood for the intersection of creativity and technology. And when you're thinking about building smart experiences, having vertical integration, all the way down from the applications to the frameworks to the silicon, it's really essential. And it is a journey that is the future of computing devices, that they may be smart, and the smart sorts of disappears. Bolcher also believes that that is the approach they're going for. That is, let's focus on what the benefit is, not how you get there. And in, in the best cases, it becomes automatic. Or as Bolchers would say it, automatic. It just disappears. And you focus on what happened as opposed to how it happened. How does Apple use machine learning today? Apple has made a habit of crediting machine learning with improving some features in the iPhone, Apple Watch or iPad and its recent marketing presentations. But it rarely goes into much details. And most people who buy an iPhone never watched those presentations anyway. Contrast with this, Google, for example, which places AI at the center of its messaging to consumers. There are numerous examples of machine learning being used in the Apple software and devices, most of them new in just the past couple of years. Machine learning is used to help iPad's software distinguish between a user accidentally pressing their palm against the screen while drawing with the Apple Pencil and an intentional press meant to provide an input. It's used to monitor users' usage habit to optimize device battery life and charging both to improve the time users can spend between charges and to protect batteries' long-term viability. It's used to make app recommendations. And then there's Siri, which is perhaps the one thing that any iPhone user would immediately perceive as artificial intelligence. Machine learning devices drives several aspects of Siri, from speech recognition to attempts by Siri to offer useful answers. 
Savvy iPhone owners might also notice that machine learning is behind the Photos app ability to automatically sort pictures into pre-made galleries. Or to accurately give you photos of a friend named Jane where her name is entered in the app's search field. In other cases, few users may realize machine learning is at work. For example, your iPhone may take multiple pictures in rapid succession each time you tap the shutter button. A machine learning trained algorithm then analyzes each image and can compose it what it deems the best part of each image into one result. Phones have long included image signal processors for improving the quality of photos digitally and in real time. But Apple accelerated the process in 2018 by making ISP the iPhone work closely with the neural engine. The company's recently added machine learning focus processor. Now, Jandra thinks that some of the ways that Apple uses machine learning in its recent software and products includes accessibility as a very important feature. Now, they are fundamentally made available and possible because of this. Things like the sound detection capability, which is game-changing for that particular community, is possible because of the investments over time and capabilities that are built in. Further, you may have noticed Apple's software and hardware updates over the past couple of years have emphasized augmented reality features. Most of these features are made possible thanks to machine learning. Machine learning is used a lot in augmented reality. The hard problem there is what's called SLAM, so simultaneous localization and mapping. Trying to understand if you have an iPad with a LiDAR scanner on it and you are moving around, what does it see? And building up a 3D model of what it's actually seeing. Today uses deep learning and you need to be able to do it on device because you want to be able to do it in real time. Now it wouldn't make sense if you're waving your iPad around and then perhaps have to do that at a data center. So in general, I would say the way I think about this is that deep learning in particular is giving us the ability to grow from raw data to semantics about that data. Increasingly, Apple performs machine learning tasks locally on the device, on hardware like the Apple Neural Engine, A&E, or on the company's custom-designed GPUs. Jandria and Bochos argue that the approach is what makes Apple's strategy distinct amongst its competitors. Why do it on the device? Both Jandria and Bochos made an impassioned case that features we just went over are possible because of, not in spite of, the fact that the work is done locally on the device. There's a common narrative that boils machine learning down to the idea that more data means better models, which in turn means better user experience and products. It's one of the reasons why onlookers often point to Google, Amazon, or Facebook as likely rules of the AI roost. Those companies operate massive, massive data collection engines, in part because they operate and have total visibility into what has become key digital infrastructure for much of the world. By that measure, Apple is deemed by some unlikely to perform as well because its business model is different and it has publicly committed to limited data collection. It's better to run the model close to the data rather than moving the data around, to be honest. And whether that's location data, like what are you doing? Or exercise data? What's the accelerometer doing in your phone? It's just better to be close to the source of the data, so it's privacy-preserving. Bolcher and Jihandria both make points about the privacy implications of doing the work in a data center, but Jihandria said that local processing is also about performance. One of the big things is latency. Like if you're sending something to a data center, it's really hard to do something at a frame rate. So there are lots of apps in the app store that do this stuff, right? Like pose estimation, figure out the person's moving around, identifying whether the legs and the arms are. That's high-level API. It's only useful if you can do it at a frame rate, essentially. Chat GPT is all that the tech world can talk about lately. And with good reasons. 
The AI-powered tool is impressive, but there are plenty of worries too. Copyright infringement, plagiarism, use in classrooms, even lost jobs. And so it's no wonder people who write for a living are stressing about AI that can seemingly write well. But there are also starry-eyed tech companies who see the future, the ability for computers to converse naturally and create content that businesses can actually use. At a scale, speed and cost, humans can't possibly match. But ChatGPT, Googlebird and Microsoft's Bing Chat are just one small part of the generative AI revolution. The art world has been buzzing around generative AI tools for the past year and freaking out because of the same issues, bias, copyright, lost jobs, etc. Deepfakes, where natural networks swap out people and videos with stunning realism, were the tip of the iceberg. These tools aren't just a flash in the pan, they are in their infancy and getting better very rapidly. Big tech companies like Google and Microsoft see this generative AI as a massive part of all our futures. Staking a claim and building a leadership position is as important to them as dominating the web wars in the 90s. But there's one player who isn't in the game. Apple. And the most valuable technology company on earth seems to be entirely missing out on a complete revolution in computing. See now, Apple is no strange to AI. That's what we've been talking about for the last 15 minutes. It sparked an assistant revolution with Siri, but it also already squandered its lead by not investing heavily enough to fend off companies. Is history repeating itself with generative AI? Or does Apple have something amazing up its sleeve? And is this being incredibly secretive, like it always is? AI that analyzes is old now. AI creation is new. All the biggest tech companies have been crowing about AI for years. AI that isolates and passes your speech for dictation and voice assistance and can distinguish between voices for personalized results. AI that pieces together recorded sounds to talk to you. AI that isolates parts of image to easily edit them. AI that identifies objects and people to power your searches. AI that lets you select the text in any image. Apple does all of this stuff. It's so important to the company that they build a neural engine into their chips, specialized hardware that accelerates machine learning tasks like this. Apple's even working on the biggest AI challenge of all, self-driving cars. But generative AI is something else. It's a newer class of AI that creates something entirely new, using almost no text input. Yes, training the model does take a ton of time and a mountain of data. But then those models that the users will run are comparatively small and can seemingly make an infinite amount of new stuff. The AI that can find all the potatoes in their photo library is a totally different thing from the one that can draw a potato from scratch in a wide variety of artistic styles. And where is Apple in all this? The company has positioned itself as a technology leader, especially in the creative space. But with the exception of a few blog posts from a machine learning research site and some relatively low of effort optimizations to library for Apple Silicon, Apple seems to be sitting this one out. I mean, I think Devam Gupta's Diffusion B is super cool, but it's a little independent third-party app that hasn't been updated in quite a while and is already behind the state of the art in AI image generation. This technology is going to be completely transformative. You don't believe me? You have to check out the OpenAI's research into generating music. It creates music in a variety of styles, including some singing, completely out of nowhere. Microsoft's Val-E can generate shockingly realistic voice that sound close to a real person, using just a tiny snippet of the person's voice as an input. And we have been seeing deepfake for a very, 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 very long time now. Many of these projects, and dozens more, are still in the research state. 
It's not hard to find some flaws within any of them. But the journey from research to the real world will be quick. And the flaws will get vanishingly hard to find. Apple certainly has the tool to build its own generative AI chatbot. Every new Mac and iPhone has a neural engine that's capable of up to 15.8 trillion operations per second, as well as powerful core machine learning APIs. But we haven't seen movement from inside Cupertino. If it isn't intently watching the AI space, Apple might not realize how fast it's evolving. It took a year for generative AI to go from a silly online research project toy to dueling announcements from Microsoft and Google. In two more years, these tools will be 10 times better and there will be a whole lot more of them. You'll have a hard time telling what's AI-generated or human-generated. We might not hear at all about generative AI out of Apple. And then at WWDC, bam, world-class generative AI all over Apple's products. I really hope that's the case. Because if Apple's late to the game on such a transformational technology, it's going to doom its software for being years behind for its competitors to come. What are your views about this? Do share with us by connecting with us on our social media channels. We are available everywhere as iGeeks blog. And hit me up on Instagram, Hashanki with an extra I. That's all from my side. This is Hashanki signing off. I'm going to see you guys next week with more exciting content. Hopefully testing the project. So stay tuned. Keep listening to the iGeeks blog show. And sayonara.